Welcome to Snark Marks, everybody. We are a very funny podcast out of the Central Valley of California. I'm Andrew. That's Dusty. Hey, hey. Follow us on all the socials. We are on uh, Instagram at Snark Marks Pod. I'm on Instagram at Andrew Idell. We're on Twitter at Snark March Pod. Fuck. At Snark Marks Pod. And then Dusty is on Twitter at Snark Mark D. Um, that's also, true. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're putting all these up on video. Um, and I'm liking it. I'm, I'm yeah. liking what we're doing. Uh, there's, sometimes there's visual elements. I'm trying not to rely too much on the visual elements because a lot of people still do listen to the audio version, and I don't want to screw you guys over. We talked about uh, – well, actually, we'll get into this. Uh, this is our second try at recording a podcast this week, isn't it, Dusty? It is indeed. We're, uh, it's a podcast so nice we had to record it twice. So yeah. uh, you want to tell the people, Andrew, why we have to record this podcast twice? Yeah, um, so uh, I, uh, yesterday, Dusty and I did what I what I would call a delightful show. We did a pretty good show, right? Yeah, I think um, so. I think it was one of, I think it was on par with our best shows. Yeah, you know? uh, did The Rock just play? Did you hear it? It did just play, yeah. I just blew my joke, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll continue. Um, I, I was, uh, when we started yesterday, Dusty was like, uh hey man uh i didn't see a countdown we normally normally see a five second countdown when we start the recording and he also said that he didn't his duration like we also have a duration how long we've been on on our screen he said his wasn't going and i actually pulled my audio from uh what i said to dusty uh from the show because only dusty's only dusty's side is gone my side is still there if you guys want to hear that you know a whole podcast without dusty (laughs) yeah it might be great um so we I crack I'll, the code. So when Dusty said, "Hey, I don't have these things. There might be a problem." This is what I said. I pulled it from yesterday. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, Jerry I Lawler was in the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jerry Lawler was. I, there was a big reaction in my apartment when I said yeah. it. Um, hopefully, that's not super quiet. I'm really annoyed with these sounds sometimes. I'm really annoyed that I played it early and blew the joke. That, that really sucks. But anyway. Um, Don't worry, the third time we record, it'll work perfectly. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah. established ourselves as technical morons. Well, I, <laughs> this is my fault. So, um, Well, I'll say, look, I'm willing to take uh, up to 45% of the blame. I'll give you 45 and, because it is your laptop that fucked up, right? Because, because yeah. basically his laptop wasn't recognizing that it had a camera on it. Yeah, it kept telling me. That the la- that the camera was not connected, but the problem with that is that the camera is on the computer. So yeah. if the computer's on, the the camera should be working. I will also say that right now I can see that next to my name when we're recording is a little REC record red light. Uh, see, that's that's another thing I should have looked out for. Also, if you look at if you're in the people mode, you can I can see that your your stuff is recording i mean is uploading as it goes the show uploads as it goes yes i should have seen that yesterday because i always look at that i don't know what happened two hours and six minutes we went i just kept seeing the zeros and kept going well i hope that that's not true yeah Uh, you're like well i tried to bring it up and uh (laughs) andrew said shut up bitch so we had to uh we pushed along. I was exhausted because I had recorded two radio shows before that. I got up at five thirty, no four thirty, four forty-five in the morning uh, yep. yesterday, 
and uh, all for naught. But I got to hang out with Dusty, and we we, we it is you, lost to history. Every once in a while, never, we need a snark marks for us. <laughs> right. You'll never hear the story about how I found and purchased the last cool Bob Marley shirt that you can buy. That is true. Uh, you'll never hear the Mitch Hedberg joke that I wrote. Uh, you'll never hear uh, the discussion we had about the four new Beatles movies that are coming out. Really in the weeds you we know, got super uh, in the weeds on that about, discussion uh you'll never heard uh about um how i will beat a fairy to death with a pipe an iron a myth, pipe a mystical a mystical, mystical fairy, fairy. Yes. yeah not not, <laughs> We're not, a hate not what you think yeah uh, <laughs> this isn't a hate crime yeah <laughs> it'll never it'll just never happen you'll never hear uh, any of those things, those are just for us. You'll see me probably at some point on the video of this, if you watch it, wearing my new Bob Marley shirt. And you'll wonder, how did Dusty come to the decision to buy that Bob Marley shirt? Lost to history. Yeah. Not this particular video because Dusty's wearing a wonderful pixie shirt with a mushroom on a it. Pixie shirt. Yeah. I'm not, I don't love the mushroom uh, necessarily. Underneath it says, where's my mind? You can't see that part. It's um, pretty dope. It's a good song. But, but it's the only pixie shirt that I've ever seen out in the wild for purchase. And in that case, I need people. Look, I need people on the street to know when they see this guy, this guy right here. Yeah. This guy listens to the pixies. I okay? and listen, five minutes of conversation with you. I probably would have guessed it. But uh, what, what we also. Yeah, I, I understand the mushroom thing. I don't think that's an offensive mushroom. I think mushrooms generally are indicative of if i see somebody wearing something with a mushroom on it i assume that their dating profile says they're spiritual yeah that's the thing i don't want to be has a mushroom on his t-shirt guy but uh the again it's the pixies not me who determined this situation and i think this is more of like an maybe an alice in wonderland kind of situation which i'm a little more Okay, with like, uh, as long as it doesn't have like a Cheshire cat or something on it, you know, there's a, and we, if you, if that podcast had survived yesterday, you'd know there are very particular criteria for what makes it on a band t shirt that I will wear. Um, you have to be careful. You, you, there's a lot of landmines these days when it comes to band t shirts. Yeah. Uh, weed smoking, you can't do that. You're, you're, it's hack. Um, yes. The, right now, I do think the Sublime Sun is hack. Uh, but uh, I don't fault like uh, people for wearing it. It's just yeah. my, not my thing. Mushrooms definitely can be hack. It's a it's a tough it's a tough road to hoe. Um, who do you think's merch? I was thinking about this. Is there a more played out merch style than the Pink Floyd merch style? Now. Now. Um, now it is the uh, everybody's making the old tattered looking 90s um, kind of corny. I don't know what the Gen Zers are calling it shirts where it's like uh, it's like a gray. It's like a grayish black shirt that looks tattered and it has like um, the band logo on it or it has like just random pictures of the band on it. It's like those old kind of I, I don't know what they're being called now, but old band shirts like that yeah. are coming up on the pink floyd because i don't see really pink floyd very much anymore i'm seeing nirvana is everywhere and we talked yeah. about it yesterday you bought a really cool nirvana shirt there's not I a problem the... with buying a nirvana shirt i'm just yeah. saying they're everywhere right now um, a lot I of metallica saw, out there yeah uh, a lot the of like girls 
wearing shirts that cover their shorts. You don't. It looks like they might be in their undies, um, and they are in a Nirvana or Metallica shirt. Um, which is a good look. I think it's yeah, a good look. I just think a lot of people are doing uh, it. GNR getting Guns N' Roses getting some play. Also. They are getting some play because uh, I think the Guns N' Roses logo uh, removed from any like uh, sort of context is just a cool logo. It, yeah, and it, it lends it, itself to that style for sure. Yeah. So, but I was thinking like, uh, like Bob Marley is basically a meme. We talked about it yesterday, but that's the short version of it. It's like a the his iconography, unfortunately, at this point is essentially a meme. Yeah. And I feel Pink Floyd falls into the same uh, sphere where it's uh, like it's almost a meme for the Dark Side of the Moon uh logo i prefer the wish you were here uh logo with the guy who's on fire shaking hands with the other guy that's pretty dope yeah but, uh that that 100 percent. i i think that's good pink floyd usually means like i do drugs um or I, I want to i think the aesthetic of doing drugs is cool which right now the aesthetic of doing drugs is cool if you watch like a lot of these like uh, these younger people on Instagram, they're making intentional I'm on drugs face. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. And they do their makeup to make it look like they have circles around their eyes. My cat is trying to get up. Oh, shit. Hold on. <laughs> Andrew is trying to uh, wrangle his cat. So that motherfucker, dude. Like, oh, you'll never hear about Andrew buying a plant and what that does uh, dude, related my- to his cat. He only does it when I'm distracted. Like I was sitting here talking <laughs> yeah. to you and I was just watching him. I knew what he was doing. So we have I have, I have a pothos plant or pothos, however it's said. Um, and I put it in the highest part of my of my apartment. That is like the hardest place for him to get to. But he's a cat. He can get to it. And so he's recently discovered that he can pretty easily jump up there. And pothos plants are um, toxic to cats. First of all, I don't want him to eat my plant anyway. Even if it, yeah, even if it were non-toxic, yeah, yeah, I don't, he doesn't need leafy greens like I do. You know what I mean? Uh, he yeah. probably does, but uh, th- this plant is toxic to him, and uh, he loves going up there and trying to eat it. And uh, so uh, that's a problem. And yeah, while I was talking, I was just watching like this motherfucker. I'm gonna have to stop and go get him. Um, <laughs> so, so hopefully, he doesn't do it again. You'll never hear any of those things. Those things are off the table forever. Lost to time. Lost the time. Lost the history. What I can tell you about, Andrew, is that this very morning, early, I went and saw Dune Part 2. Sick. I I saw the first Dune. I watched the first one on um, television, on my TV, I mean, with Kai. We both hated it. We thought it was boring as shit, and we didn't want to, like, we wanted it to end. Um, I can report. Wait. I want to hear your opinion before I tell you what, because Kai gave me a, a short opinion of it. Um, but I want to hear what you think about it. I will say that uh, I found it more interesting than part one. Okay. It is still very long yeah. um, for reasons that I'm not entirely sure of, because it's a lot of just like hanging around the desert. And look, I'm, I'm sure the mythology is rich and people are yelling at me or whatever. I could never crack the Dune book. Like it was very difficult. Like those sort of books, the the Game of Thrones, Dune, that sort of thing, where like the entire mythology, even Lord of the Rings, where the entire mythology of it is built 
from the ground up, but the guy who wrote it has spent years figuring it out. So he's writing it like everybody should just fucking know what's going on on Arrakis. Yeah. It's very difficult. And nobody in this book is named Jeff. There's one dude named Paul. It's easy to understand, but then he gets a different name that's hard to understand. Everybody has a stupid name. And so in the book, I'm listening to the audio and I'm like, I don't know. I can't keep track of who any of these people are or why they're there's high houses and the lore of it all. It's too much for me. I'm a, apparently I'm a simpleton, but I end you, up giving everybody nicknames on shows like that. Yeah. Um, if, I don't, if I don't know their name, like the, the girl, the, the assistant chef on, uh, on the bear, she's yeah. teeth. I call her teeth. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, I don't know the name of her character. She's teeth. Yeah. The, well, and you're on game of Thrones. You're like, Oh, Hey, it's cranky guy. It's that cranky yeah. guy. Yeah. It's, it's the girl who had sex with her brother. Oh, it's the brother who had sex with his sister. Um, <laughs> yeah. And no hand. Bald eunuch. Yeah. There's, but so that's, I have trouble entering that kind of sci fi universe anyway. So, but there's just a lot of this movie where it just seems like they're walking around. Um, there is some cool action. There's a very compelling villain uh, in it that is the main. Not even the name, the main nemesis, I guess. He ends up uh, sort of presenting as a main nemesis of Timothy Chalamet's character. And I liked that guy a lot. And that guy's played by Austin Butler, who played Elvis yeah, in the Elvis dreamy. movie. Yeah. I think he's uh, dreamy. I've heard from girls that they don't like him, but I've. Not I've, dreamy in this movie. They, uh, they ugly him head. Up. Yeah. Real pale. Looks like powder, if you're familiar with the film Powder. No, I'm from certainly not familiar with yeah. the film Powder from the 90s. Uh, uh, but that caused me to write uh, a, a Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog style song about Dune 2. <laughs> oh, but no. I will not, that I will not <laughs> uh, talk to you about right now. It's just okay. in my head. Okay. Just in my head. <clears throat> I, I was going to say, uh, what are you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Look, I've got two verses of this song ready Dusty, to go. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm doing. I'm doing time is what I'm doing. Uh, so anyway, like I enjoyed it more than Dune one, uh, but uh, still like a solid B from me. It's a it's a well made movie. It just I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. And skip ahead. Uh, starting now, if you want to not be spoiled. More Dune, it seems like, on the way. This, not the final. Uh, there's no, that they cliffhanger you again. Possibly more Dune. Dune part three. All right, a couple things. Uh, wh- when, we, when we give spoiler alerts, we need to give a little bit more of a buffer. <laughs> you ah. can't be like, spoiler alert, just so you know, new movie. <laughs> it's like, well, they, had I'm just saying, they had to hit the button really quick. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, thought I, gave, uh, I thought I gave plenty of time. I'm sure they're not surprised that there's going to be more Dune. Um, they don't end things now. It, it's, <laughs> it is. Uh, so Kai said, this is what Kai said. Uh, I said, how is Dune? She said, long as fuck, LOL, but good storytelling and super immersive on the big screen. Uh, and her boyfriend fell asleep for some of it. So um, I I also had to fight off some sleep for some of it. There's just a lot of, of desert action or desert a, inaction. That's a bad movie. Like, just stop it, doing that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, let's make. But the thing is, nowadays, 
people think if they don't make their movie three hours, people aren't going to take it seriously because serious movies are three hours now. Yeah, you don't have a lot of serious ninety-minute movies. I don't know why. I don't. I, I I don't know if it's a trend. They usually do only do things for money, so maybe they just they, there's data that three-hour movies uh, sell more. But guess what? The movies that you know are going to sell are getting made three hours. You know. <laughs> Endgame <laughs> is going to sell, yeah. so that movie's going to be long as shit. You know, the Batman is going to sell, so that movie's going to be long as shit. You know, Killers of a Flower Moon was what four hours long, something like <laughs> it's that. Three and a half. Um, I'll never watch that movie, Dusty. I've heard it's good. Well, I like Leo Scorsese. I'm sure is cool. You know. Yeah. Well, it's it's almost counterintuitive because the more the longer your movie is, the less chance you have uh, for showings. You know, you can't ha- you can't have you can as many show shows. fewer times. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the thing is when you're dealing with like a, a tome like this Dune book is or the Dune sort of story is you want to give the amount of epicness to it that in theory it's supposed to warrant, you know, like and I think that goes back to Lord of the Rings, like the Lord of the Rings movies are three hours long. The original cuts because there was so much in those books and people, those became super successful. So people think that that is what you need. And in the Marvel situation, Endgame is three, uh, right at three hours, but that is the culmination of like 22 movies, including some of them that are like, you know, a hundred minutes for every three hour one, you got an Ant-Man and you need an Ant-Man in there to to break it up but i i agree with your your premise that they uh much like the problem in wrestling where people start to think like a long match equals a good match or a a long movie equals a good movie or this song is 10 minutes therefore the song is good it deserves 10 minutes worth of time and by and large, that is not the case. Like it's hard to keep somebody's attention for three hours, especially especially uh, in our our TikTok uh, days. Now you know, like no matter what, it's hard to keep somebody's attention. But three hours, they could they could tighten it up, you know, uh, pretty that's, easily. That's the craziest thing about it. Like the 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 movie industry is like, why aren't people watching movies anymore? But everybody's uh, attention spans are getting shorter and every movie is getting longer. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm looking right now at uh, all of the Marvel Universe movies and I don't think you're going to get one that's less than an hour and 55 minutes. I can't find one. An yeah, hour and 45 might... minutes, the Marvels. An hour and 45 minutes, the Marvels. Yeah. We got and that's, the, one, the, that's the latest one. That's so after. We got the Marvels is an hour forty five. The Incredible yeah. Hulk is an hour fifty two. Thor: The Dark World was an hour fifty two. The first Thor was an hour fifty five. When you get to Ant Man, an hour fifty seven. The first Iron Man was two hours six minutes. Um, and then you get all the way down to Avengers Endgame, which was three hours and one minute. So, like, if you're going to give any of them three, I haven't seen Endgame, uh, which I understand I'm committing a crime against humanity, but um, <laughs> the. Uh, if you're going to give one three hours, I guess you give Avengers Endgame three hours. And yeah. at least they made the most recent one short. But, um, yeah, I feel like they, they, there's a lesson to be learned here. But Dune is probably going to make a lot of money. 
Yeah, I think it's projected to make like 60 or 70 million, which is a big deal now because post pandemic, the theaters aren't, you know, we're not seeing $200 million opening movies, things like that anymore. I can't uh, believe the theaters lost my brother. My brother <laughs> won't go to the theater anymore. Um, well, everything turns around so quick, you know, and you can see things at home now. Like if I, I don't know what Jacob's setup is, but like I have a, I have a pretty big TV. And I know you do too. And if you get like a even a decent sound bar with some speakers, unless you're talking about the very very top end of of cinematic experiences, yeah. you could do a pretty decent job at your house of you know, and then you're at your house. So and you you maybe wait four weeks for a movie that was in the theater to be available to buy at home. You got to spend twenty bucks on it, but then it's yours at your house whatever you want. So. Yeah, Jacob Jacob definitely likes the house aspect of it. He's home. Uh, he can do what he wants. Uh, he can watch it in his underwear. You know yeah. what I mean? He's got well, a dog. Well, and you can pause Killer of the, Pow- of, Killers of the Flower Moon, you know, yeah. go for a walk, then come back. You don't have to... I I love going to the movies more than the, the normal person does, I realize. but And I love going to the movies, be, I think, partially so much because as a kid, that was an incredible treat yeah to go to the movies and i've always loved movies and i've always loved going to the theater but as a kid that was just not really a thing we ever really did maybe twice a year we would go to see a movie what's funny is i really enjoy going to the movies like i i have a good time pretty much every time even if the movie sucks uh i like the atmosphere at the movies i like uh the smell of a movie theater yeah i just never do it i just like i, I i've got things to do Right. You're prioritizing Um, other things. But like, uh, that's why I like to go so much. I realize that it's not for everyone. And there are downsides to going to the movies as well. Like the uh, they have the theater seats now and everything. But now people are treating the theater sort of like their house. And I don't really like some of that, like uh, not to besmirch anybody who might do these things. But like people bringing blankets from home and stuff to the movie theater just not a thing i would ever do but that's because i think the movie theater is also gross like i'm it's a level of gross i'm willing to accept but i don't want my things that are in my home touching chairs oh you're thinking uh, you're you're grossing up your blankets yeah so yeah i don't have a problem with blankets uh the 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 um the movie theater even sells blankets now they're leaning in do they really? To, yeah, the one by my house does. Because they're anything they could do to get somebody to spend eleven bucks, you know. Well, and, and every every movie theater is cold as shit. So like, yeah. and um, all the movies that, are three hours. So you're gonna want to you're gonna want <laughs> a little bit of nap time in the middle for yeah. Act Two. Yeah, and it's okay. So I, I my my pet peeves at movie theaters are um, pick up after yourself. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that. They they say people get paid to clean up, and it's true. People do get play, paid to play to pick up, but let's let's pick up a little bit. I I, I, I take my popcorn tub with me. Yep. I take my cup with me. I throw it in the trash can on the way out. I don't well, spill my popcorn all over the place because I'm not an animal <laughs> or an infant. They are paid um, to clean up, but they are paid to clean. They should be paid to clean up. What is a normal amount? They're not getting paid to clean up like your trash. That's not what <laughs> they're there to make sure the theater is presentable for the next group of people. But if you're old enough 
to have a snack and to carry it and bring it in, you're old enough to take your own, to bust your own tray. What, what are takes, we talking about? It takes almost no effort. Is the, is the cup heavy? What's going yeah. on? Because you're also you're leaving. You're already going. Can. Yeah, you're already going out. It's the yeah. it's the same as the the shopping cart. It's the same uh, basic situation. Like it's the same you, basic thing. It's easier than a shopping cart, even. And put your shopping cart back. What are we doing? What yeah. are we doing? You know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> stop doing that. Uh, um, or, stop doing or, that. <laughs> stop doing that, or I am going to read verse one. <laughs> of ain't, ain't nothing but a dune dog god uh, that's what it's called no i don't know is i the, just made that that's up the working title yeah uh, yeah uh okay so uh yesterday we're gonna redo one thing that we did yesterday we're not gonna do it in depth because we feel gross re fully redoing a segment like and unfortunately we teased this segment so like we're not giving you everything that we gave you yesterday but i think we could still do it justice we have been doing we've been doing a uh we had a uh, an <laughs> eight t- song tempting fate my friend <laughs> we had an eight song bracket uh of of uh pop punk songs that dusty made brilliant yes. idea and uh, Dusty, do you want to go over what the what the bracket was, where we're at, and then uh, we can relitigate what's going on here? Yes. Uh, so the songs for last week, I presented them to Andrew, and Andrew and I debated them and moved uh, the four on to the finals that we're going to talk about today. But it was "You're Gonna Go Far, Kid" by The Offspring, mm-hmm. uh, the anthem by Good Charlotte. Uh, what's uh, What's my age again? Or wait, no, no, all the small things. All, all the, the small things, things yeah. by Blink-182, uh, In Too Deep by Sum 41, uh, Linoleum by NoFX versus Give You Hell by uh, All American Rejects, and Basket Case versus, by Green Day versus My Friends Over You by The, the Newfound Glory. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, we, we talked about it in, in the last episode, uh, that we released and the semi-finalists were, uh, Basket Case by Green Day, Linoleum by No Effects, Into Deep by Sum 41 and the Anthem by, uh, Good Charlotte. Uh, and then now we have the semi-finals, um, of, of this thing. And it's, uh, the, the, the two matchups are the Anthem versus basket case and uh linoleum versus in too deep yes and uh pretty definitively we decided that while we enjoy the anthem and i admitted that i did not give this song the flowers it deserved initially it is a perfectly uh passable and above passable pop punk song uh enjoy it quite a bit it does not hold up against basket case by green day which we often state is one of the greatest songs ever written possibly the greatest pop punk song uh of all time so we pretty easily moved basket case into the finals no surprise yeah and i was i was super happy with how uh, how much you enjoyed the anthem because I feel like the anthem is slept on because Good Charlotte is uncool in a, in yeah. a lot of circles um, and it's easy to poo-poo any of their songs uh, but they've got a few that are really, really good and uh, the anthem, we, we had quite a discussion about it but uh, we probably should stop alluding to things you'll never hear but yeah. um, the anthem, the the it is quintessential for that era, it feels like it uh, but basket basket case is 
is not going to be beaten by any anything that Good Charlotte does, even though Good Charlotte was was I had some really good songs in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then the real cont- uh, the the difficult. The uh, really hard one, yeah. Challenge was determining In Too Deep by Sum 41, which Andrew and I both agree, Sum 41, criminally underrated as Very a band. A um, yeah. lot of bangers, if you go back through their catalog. A lot of hidden bangers. Just a really solid uh, pop-punk band that's more uh, closer to the side of metal than any of these other bands will get. Still a pop-punk band in my mind, but they have yeah, a lot Yeah, they're of- not a metal band, but they're the most metal pop-punk yeah. band in terms of the uh, mainstream kind of mainline ones. And uh, their guitar player is incredible. Uh, they, they, they do have, like, All Killer No Filler, front to, top to bottom is a great album. Um, not uh, just a this great look- album name. True. Also and, true. <laughs> absolutely. And yeah. uh, does this look infected? Same thing. Great album name, but a uh, great album. That was my first Sum 41 album. My brother Jacob, I believe, bought it for me. Nice. Um, uh, and it is is very, very good. Jacob probably wants to, wants me to tell everybody that the, the, the buying a Sum 41 album was my idea. Um, <laughs> sure. I don't believe but, Jacob's the biggest Sum 41 fan in the world, but Jacob, uh, you got a lot of mentions in the previous episode too. All positive. Yeah. For the record, we we talked yeah. about your guitar virtuoso, your handsome, all these good things, right? Yes, uh, we determined that it would be up to Jacob to tell us whether or not the solo from In Too Deep is uh, as difficult or as uh, proficient as it sounds. Yeah, um, because we talked about how uh, uh, double tapping can sometimes be a party trick, uh, and uh, this is a double tappy solo. Um, but some double tapping, i.e. Eddie Van Halen and certain other people is really masterful stuff and it serves the song. I think there's a really good double tap solo and, uh, the guy from some 41, nobody knows his name. The Indian guy, um, <laughs> play, has a lot of incredible solos that we yeah. talked about. The hell song solo is very good. Um, and Derek writes good songs and he's a good front man. Yes. Uh, but we then determined that while we love in too deep, also funny video, good funny video, good funny uh, classic for the era video. It felt like every video, every band back in the day had a video where there was a big party in the backyard and yeah. everybody was there. Well, and some forty one two funny videos because the video for still waiting where they're they're the sums. And Will Sasso is in that video. Also funny I video. forgot about that. Yeah. Everybody's doing number bands right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's not the new. The Hives, The Vines, The Led Zeppelin. Uh, yeah, very funny. Yeah, uh, good video. But linoleum, we determined while uh, No FX is also one of the harder pop punks bands and aren't necessarily known for like their popularity uh, in the mainstream. Linoleum is one of the best songs ever written. I love it. I become emotional listening to it for some reason. Just uh, I don't know. <laughs> The way that it's composed is incredible, and after much deliber- like deliberation, we decided that while we love In Too Deep, Linoleum by No Effects was the winner of that particular round. Yeah, and if we're talking about uh, mass appeal, In Too Deep wins that. I think if you if you ask a hundred people in the mall and play them both songs, they probably uh, pretty overwhelmingly would pick In Too Deep. Um, but if you picked, if you asked a hundred people who are similar to us, 
in terms of like our history with the music and where, what the time we grew up in and our age and uh, gender and all that stuff, I think linoleum would do pretty well. But personally for both of us, uh, linoleum is just, it's too good. And uh, if you guys, if you're out there and you haven't heard linoleum, because I'm sure there's somebody or multiple people out there who haven't heard linoleum, give it a shot. Might, yeah. might not be your bag, but I think it's great. Yeah. So that gave us the finals of Green Day uh basket case versus no effects linoleum uh an interesting like evaluation of the bands but also sort of the aesthetic of what they stand for like green day is the biggest most popular uh most lauded pop punk band in history for good yeah. reason green day is a great fucking band yeah uh they and, all that and no effects is like the underground kings and choice and and have formed and had their hands in a ton of the things that happened in pop punk the band's warp tour doesn't happen without fat mike fat chord records put out a ton of music that with great bands and great compilations that introduced pop punk to tons and tons of people like both incredibly important bands uh just one of them you're going to see on mtv way more than the other not a judgment on either band just that's the truth of the matter yeah well and i can see why like i i i personally like no effects is right now no effects might be my most listened to band currently i've been listening to them a lot uh but once again mass appeal and this is not a knock against green day even though a lot of people in punk would see it as a knock against green day mass appeal green day is like overwhelmingly more people will like green day than they will yeah. no effects. And that's kind of by design on no effects, no effects end. it's not that no effects doesn't want to be popular, but they also just are, can't be anything but themselves. Well, um, fat and, Mike can only be fat Mike. Yeah. Fat and, Mike is know. fat. Mike is not going to be the, the front man of the best band in the, of the biggest band in the world, but yeah. he is one of my favorite front men out there. So, um, is this got to be Basket Case? I don't think anything was beaten Basket Case from the beginning of this. Uh, some bands like uh, got unfortunate draws. Um, I think No Effects. There are certain songs that I like better than the Linoleum, but I think Linoleum needed to be the No Effects song that got put up. Um, but like the Offspring getting you're going you're going to go far, kid is a tough draw, bro. It's a yeah. tough draw. <laughs> well, um, we have different feelings in general on the Offspring. Like if I were bringing an offspring song to the table, it would probably be uh, "Keep 'Em Separated" or or uh, "Self-Esteem" are probably the two that I'm most likely bringing. Self-Esteem is a great one. I think mine might be uh, "Wide Awake," but I is that the one that you said you haven't seen, you haven't heard? I don't know that I know. Sitting in my bed and I'm lying wide awake. Oh no, I demons know that song. in my yeah. yeah. Uh, gotta get away. That's what it's called. It's gotta not get called it. wide awake. It's called gotta get away. Yeah. Um, I think I I think I would go with gotta get away um, as my favorite offspring song. I'm looking at all of them right now. Um, anybody who picks pretty fly for a white guy can jump off a bridge. <laughs> uh, um, the kids aren't all right. Would be one that I. But that's a that I think is a deep cut. I love that song, but it's I don't their know. Number two on title. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe not a deep cut. Uh, but the yeah, I think you're gonna go far. Kid is indicative of being the most popular Offspring song just because of the time that it came out. It is not representative of their best song, which again was a thing going into this. We I just picked the top Spotify song for for plays. So yeah, 
none of these necessarily are the best song by any of these bands. It's just we're going most popular song because that seemed like the only democratic way to do it and not make it just my taste uh, versus, you know, the masses taste. Yeah. And, and just like linoleum with green day, I would pick basket case uh, probably to represent them in, in this uh, though. There's definitely green day songs that I enjoy more than basket case, but for the purpose of this, uh, yeah. this bracket, uh, I believe basket case to like, be the appropriate song. I'll I'll ride till the end of time. We talked about it in the Green Day bangers list, which you can also go listen to. Uh, I'll ride for she until the end of time. I oh, yeah. I love that song, but I don't hear know. them play it live this year. <laughs> yeah, we are and basket case. But yeah, uh, I I think we nailed it on the head yesterday. I'll bring this uh, analogy back. If Steve Rogers, the the Captain America, were awakened from his uh, ice prison where he's been for 50 years. And he said, someone told me about something called pop punk yesterday. I need one song that represents what this means. I think basket case has to be the winner. Uh, it's and so prototypical it. of it. I thought about it. I agree. I think I, you might want to, which is interesting because this is the finals. You might want to play in basket case and linoleum. You know what I mean? Like I know right. I'm breaking the rules with the one song thing, but you're showing different uh, different ends of the spectrum of what because pop punk is a really wide thing. Like it's it's right. crazy that the word punk is used for anything All American Rejects ever did. You know what I mean? And I'm not <laughs> yeah. saying they're a bad band. They're just not a they're not a punk band by any stretch of the right. imagination. You know, so um, it's it's pretty wide. Like they basically call anything that's that type of like. Um, and it's not emo, but that type of what we called emo or uh, music that was like guitar heavy, but not alternative in that era. They called yeah. pop punk. Um, well, and with a, a kind of a lack of solos, like generally in a pop punk song, there's an interlude, but the guitar is most of the time just playing the like the main melody line. Like they're not playing it unless a, you're a goddamn some 41, dog. 41. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, it's interesting. It's a wide berth. But we so uh in the end, uh doesn't even matter because <laughs> it popped in my head too. <laughs> uh basket case is the way. We've Pavlovian like we've, we've I can't help built, it. Yeah. It, and I think a lot of the same shit pops into our head uh, at the same time. Like I heard I watched a video today where uh, somebody said if they ever hear it, uh, it's been they hear they in their head they hear it's been. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> or if somebody now now the other problem is it's dumb inside jokes that you and I have because we've known <laughs> no. each other for so long. Like yeah. uh, not to not to get too off the rails, but um, Sting, the professional wrestler, <laughs> yeah. his his last wrestling match is tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Sunday for those listening uh, this week. And every time I see Sting and Sarah and I are watching wrestling, I go, caca. <laughs> uh, and she's like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, well, because Sting is the crow. It's the and, crow. His thing and is she's the crow. like, but he doesn't say caca. And I'm like, no, I know he doesn't, but he's the cr he's crow sting. So when I see him, I I instantly think caca, and that's because Andrew just started doing <laughs> that when we would watch wrestling. Or if I see the movie It, I just think, what is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say what is it? So like, it's even more impossible because there are like cultural in jokes 
like the yeah. it's Ben or it's going to be me or whatever. And then there's the other ones, which are just dumb things that I think of <laughs> the, because of my friend. And I'm like, well, he has crows on his like entrance video. There's a bunch of birds. Yeah. So he knows, you know, it, <laughs> even though he doesn't say caca, he's aware that <laughs> that's, that's his chick, you know? I used to go hard on that chick. Caca! Yeah. <laughs> well, and when we when we went and saw AEW live, you're like, "There's a chance I'll see the goddamn Stinger, Kaka." Yeah, <laughs> like you, you couldn't you couldn't do one without the other. You know? uh, so we want to continue this because uh, we love talking about music, and where the uh, March Madness brackets are going to be coming out soon. So it's a perfect time to do tournaments. The Snart Marks Tournament of Madness <laughs> is going to continue. <laughs> Next week, we're doing the Rap Song Eliminator Challenge, where yeah. uh, I had Andrew name eight rappers uh, and give me the, the eight that he wants in, and then I went and found their top Spotify song. Uh, I think from now on, we should do four and four. We each get to pick four, because uh, I had a different list. I had a few different people on my list. But that's yeah, fine. I'd love that. I'd love so, that. But this time we'll stick with your guys. Uh, so we're going to preview the list now. And I will say, we talked about it at length yesterday, but a few of these artists, they had songs where they were collaborating with someone else, and that was the top song, or it, it wasn't a song that seemed indicative of their uh, of their character or them as the lead so i went with the top song that i felt like best uh identified the the artist yeah so round one in the number one seed wouldn't you know who won the pony eminem uh won the randomized draw that i made yeah super interesting we had a long conversation about eminem yesterday stop trying to be impressive yeah <laughs> just stop. make good songs you son of a bitch you're 50 stop being the ingbe malstein of rap yeah. no one wants to listen to it uh it's so intricate i don't care bro your beard's weird <laughs> uh freaking machine gun kelly nailed that yeah. shit machine gun kelly's diss song on eminem was pretty good it, it was, was pretty, pretty good. good i don't think he won the beef as he says he did i think eminem's song is better but Eminem's just a better rapper. I don't think there's there's not a person alive that's not Machine Gun Kelly that you could poll that would be like, oh yeah, uh, Machine Gun Kelly's definitely a better rapper than Eminem. No, and but I'd go, I'd go, I'm closer. I think it's closer than a lot of people think it is sure. because I think his a lot of his uh, disses hurt more. Uh, he he got <laughs> he got some real like yeah. Uh, you're 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 sober and bored, huh? Like all that type of shit, and like right. the, the beard is weird. The yeah. beard is weird, and yeah. uh, and the the uh, what does he say? The rap god can't take a fucking joke and shit like that. Yeah. And like, uh, he talks about how Eminem sensitive and all that. But if you put them next to each other, Eminem rapped better, and his his it was like it was a better song. But I listen to Rap Devil more often than I listen to the other one. <laughs> Well, and like Eminem's punches are always going to be like, well, who sold more records? Who's the yeah. <laughs> who's the bigger who's the bigger guy? And like he's like, you dress better, I rap better. Yeah, like that type of shit. <laughs> uh, it goes Reggie, Jay Z, Tupac, and Biggie, Andre from Outkast, Jada Corrupt, Nas, then Eminem, then Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, well, you know. and yeah, but Eminem <laughs> later on he said, "I'm fuck top fuck fuck top five, bitch. I'm top four. And that includes Biggie and Pac, whore. 
and yeah. I got an evil twin. So who the fuck you think that third and that fourth spot's for? So he thinks he's number three and number four. Right. I I do love what is that? Till I collapse. I think is that uh, the song that I the just one that quoted. you quoted was yeah. yeah to, that to that's that's that fucking bar is one of my fa- my favorites of all time. Yeah. Uh, but in this industry, I'm the cause of a lot of envy. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Eminem number one with "Lose Yourself," which we can yeah. talk about the cult of "Lose Yourself" next week. I'm excited to talk about it. We'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, he is taking on in the eight draw Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice. Uh, we talked about Snoop Dogg, his most popular songs not being songs that are his song necessarily. Um, they're the yeah, ones he's he did on with, a lot of other people's yeah, songs, songs um, with the Neptunes, etc. So, if it was what's my name, might run the table. I'm yeah. gonna do this joke again because I can, or because <laughs> I uh, or who am I? What's yeah. my name? Uh, because uh, there's a lot of these. Yeah, you're that, gonna do this uh, bit for the first time. You mean? Yeah, the there first you time. Never did it before. That's Never right. did it before. I appreciate it. Uh, in the two spot, we got Tupac with mm-hmm. "Hit 'Em Up," which features the Outlaws, but this is. Uh, perhaps the definitive Tupac song. Uh, and if you don't like that, fuck you as a business and a record label and as a motherfucking as a- crew. Uh, <laughs> don't so- one of you motherfuckers got sickle cell or something? Uh, fuck around and have a whole time. It's not my definitive Tupac song, but uh, I mean, it people love Hit 'em Up. Um, it, well, it was would- going to be California Love, but that was more of a duo. I would um, love to talk about that next week because I have, I have thoughts on the the cult of Tupac as well. Going to be a lot of talk about the cult of these particular uh, people. If you so, have an ill word to say about not Mr. Ill, Shakur. It, it is not an ill word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, versus Jay-Z, Big Pimpin'. Yeah, and that's that's a controversial one, right? Because Well, so the number one Jay-Z song is uh, a, a collaboration with Kanye West. Perhaps you've heard of it. Uh, they're in Paris. <laughs> And who's in Paris? I can't remember how you said it. A uh, certain type of person a, a in certain Paris. T- certain type of person that I can't say is in Paris. Um, they say it, Dusty. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will not get trapped. Uh, if And if you escaped what I escaped, you'd be in Paris getting fucked up too. You know what I mean? And if it were, those people in Paris might run the table. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that freely. That fucking beat is uh, all time. It's uh, very good. I love that I, song. I, I believe 99 Problems is the best Jay-Z song. I think yeah. 99 Problems might be the best rap song ever made. It's like number 30 on title for his song. Yeah. I could not believe how far down it was. Uh, so, uh, Big Pimpin' is what I picked because the other songs are uh, like duos with Alicia Keys or Beyonce, which uh, don't necessarily, I, I think, reflect Jay-Z's style in the same way that Big Pimpin' at this point probably doesn't reflect Jay-Z in the way that he would like to be reflected. But... That's the one. So listen, if he if he if, that's who he was, the yeah. big pimpin's beats pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Oh it's yeah, interesting. I have a lot to say about yeah. <laughs> uh, big pimpin. So in the number three spot or uh, the matchup of the first round, you know, you always look for these in the March Madness tournament. What is the the key matchup at the three spot? We got Fifty Cent in the club. Oh boy. Yeah, if it was twenty one questions, my run. <laughs> if it were, if we allowed uh, collaborations, then perhaps the uh, what's the what's the dip? No, oh, that's him and Dre. Never mind. 
21. If, oh, they did a hate it or love it. Hate it or love it. Yeah. If it were many men, game. possibly run the table. Oh, goddamn. That's such a good <laughs> yeah. song. Or that P. is I. probably right now my most listened to 50 Cent song yeah. is many men. Or PIMP remix with Snoop Dogg. Listen to it. There's, <laughs> there's steel drums in it. Uh, <laughs> but there 50 cent is only one man i know he's got g unit with him but he yeah. is taking on the rizza the jizza ghostface killer raekwon the chef you god inspector deck uh go ghostface killer master killer and of course the method man <laughs> you did a pretty good job on that one i think you said ghostface killer twice they said ghostface but, killer twice shit but uh I, we, we redo it all yeah <laughs> but uh uh it's cream. Cash rules everything around me. Cream. Boom. Put your woo. Um, put, put your woo up. That is the matchup of the first round for me. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I have I think I have uh, a winner for that one. If it was Method Man, it might run the table. Um, yeah. But um, the uh, right now for me, I, I've got I might have a tougher one before this, but okay. uh, we'll we'll keep going. And in the last matchup of the first round, we got number four spot, Kanye West with Heartless. Uh, shocking <sighs> number one song. But I was good, surprised it was Heartless. Great song. Taking yeah. on the dark horse in this tournament. He's a mid-major as far as uh, uh, in this particular uh, He's battle. the no FX. Yes. Uh, Tech Nine. Noted Kansas City rapper Tech Nine. Chopping it up. Caribou Lou. Is his 151 song. rum, pineapple <laughs> Look, juice. Uh, we got to get into it next Caribou. week. Yeah. Oh, man. But we if had it was to. Worldwide Chopper, <laughs> if it was Worldwide Choppers, might run the table. I had to choose Caribou Lou because the number one song on Spotify for Tech Nine is the song that he did that features the rock that Andrew refuses to listen to. No, I'm not going to do it. There's no way it's good. I don't care. He's not. A lot of people talk to me and were like, hey, dude, he actually does pretty good. Shut up, dude. If it was a rapper, yeah. there's no way you guys are like, oh, that guy's got bars. Like, <laughs> It's I, about pride. It's about power. It's about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he, uh, he, he fort minored the shit out of it. Yeah. He, he says he's going to rip your face off. That's the. Well, no, that's the hook. We go rumble. We go rip your face off. We go rumble. Uh, and look, Tech Nine's on it. So there are some bars. There are some legitimate yeah. bars. But uh, my goal now is to, at some point, have Andrew listen to uh, the bars from The Rock. But well, the, that's that's the interesting thing about Eminem is, and we could we'll, we'll probably talk about this. But Tech Nine was if if Eminem put out some songs like Tech Nine with with the the uh, the the rhyme schemes and yeah. the cadences. Uh, they uh, they might be better. They might he might get like Tech Nine's been doing what Eminem's been getting credit for for like fifteen years or more, twenty years or more. Yeah. Like anyway, we'll we'll talk about it. Um. So that is for next week when uh, we're probably going to go through. Uh, we talked about all kinds of different genres that we could do this with. Uh, that's why I like this format. You can do it with pretty much anything. Uh, yeah. And I enjoy that. So, uh, I want to talk to you, Andrew. I know that you're not in the bubble at this point necessarily, but last night I think the two main events for WrestleMania got locked in. Yeah, and if you're a if you're a non wrestling fan, don't leave. Okay, this yeah. is a this is this is a very interesting thing that's going on in wrestling right now that uh, you might 
you might find it entertaining. We've got The Rock back, so uh, I've and I've been watching the promos, so I've, I'm, I know what's going on a little bit. Okay, so yeah, The Rock is back. For anybody who doesn't uh, have their finger on the pulse of WWE in general, um, last year they uh, and the UFC combined to a new company called TKO. Uh, they merged, and so now The Rock has a seat on the board of directors of TKO. And apparently, uh, originally part of him taking that job was he wants to have a match with Roman Reigns, who is his cousin and the top WWE star at this particular moment. Real quick, do you want a two-minute timer to explain the Cody Rhodes Uh, bloodline situation? So I don't want that to be part of the two minutes because that, I think, is all – that's preamble. So I think that's Let me know when you're ready for the two minutes. You can keep going. Keep cooking. uh, So now The Rock has come back, and there's been a lot of talk like the WrestleMania Andrew and I went to last year. That's right. We went to WrestleMania. uh, Was – there was discussion – Both nights. Both nights. There was discussion of The Rock being at that WrestleMania because they've sort of been building – to this for uh, a few years. Roman Reigns is a dominant champion within WWE. He's been the champion for like almost three or four years straight, something like that. A long time. They've been building over to almost, th- almost 1300 days. He's been the champion. Yeah. So they want to do this rock match very clearly. They've been, they've been angling to try to do it. So now I believe I will take the timer and in two minutes, I will do my very best to try to break to try to break the the system down. God, how far back can you go? Are you going to go back to Stardust? <laughs> <laughs> no, I shan't. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is why people because what Dusty's about to explain is probably the most of how long how far back do we go? The most effective I think WWE storyline. Yeah, I think we only have to go back to last year's WrestleMania, and then we could fast forward quite a bit. Well, what I'm so. saying is. The Cody Rhodes versus the Bloodline, or the Bloodline in general, because you can go back to Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline, which was last year, um, is probably the most effective storytelling that the WWE has done in how long? Uh, In in a long, long time. This is a very long story. Maybe 20 uh, years. That they've been telling. Yeah, it's uh, reminiscent of, I mean, I don't know how it ends. I don't know if they have the end necessarily planned out but like the way that they used to book things was like macho man randy savage wins the title at wrestlemania 4 and they already have the main event of wrestlemania 5 which is hulk hogan versus a heel randy savage planned and so they just work backwards and this feels like for most of it there's been a few stumbling blocks uh for some people but most of it has been a sort of we're working backwards from an end point that we have to uh, tell this story and yeah. that and that's made it a very effective as well as for all the haters uh, in wrestling, Roman Reigns being one of the best <laughs> uh, performers overall in WWE. I don't think anybody could be as, as good as he's been for the last 1300 days. It'd be very tough to find somebody who could do what he's done. He's he's really blossomed because people hated him for a long time. Yeah. Then he got leukemia, but that won't be in this story. So right. uh, are you ready for the two minutes? I'm ready for the two minutes. 
Ready? One, two, three, go. So, at WrestleMania 39, Cody Rhodes faced Roman Reigns in a match where Cody Rhodes' whole story is he wants to win the WWE title, which is the title that his father, Dusty Rhodes, never won. And at WrestleMania 39, he's a huge babyface. He's just come back from AEW, uh, and they have him win the Royal Rumble. He's ready. He's primed to go. I am sure that he's going to win this match. Uh, last year, he loses in incredible fashion to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And so now they're like, okay, well, it's definitely going to be The Rock versus Roman Reigns, and then Cody Rhodes can finish his story at a later date. Uh, they don't rematch. There is no match between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns from last WrestleMania to now. Cody Rhodes wins the 2024 Royal Rumble. But the whole time they're sort of teasing The Rock in the background. Cody Rhodes comes back after he wins the Royal Rumble. He says he's going to give his spot to The Rock so that The Rock and Roman Reigns can have the biggest match in the history of WrestleMania. The crowd hates this. They immediately turn on The Rock. And the Cody Rhodes has tried to give his blessing to The Rock. Cody Rhodes is a massive babyface. The Rock seems to be fighting a, a sort of general uh, fatigue with him as a entertainment person. You can look at Black Adam, some of his other box offices as reasons why people aren't super into the rock right now. So they flip it on a dime, which is not great, but they turn the rock to a member of the bloodline. Now the rock has joined up with Roman reigns because the crowd hates him. And he's like, well, if you hate me, I'm going to be with Roman reigns and we're going to kick the shit out of Cody Rhodes. The guy that you think should be, the baby face, but I should be the baby face. I'm the rock. God damn it. And he slapped uh, Cody Rhodes at a press conference and he says, Cody Rhodes backstabbed him and they've been building this thing, but there's some internal pressure within the bloodline also. So that leads us Two to minutes. last night. That's pretty good. I think that's not that's too pretty bad, good. right? That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the the one of the things that everybody uh, like the reason that it was like assumed that the rock would be the one to come back is the rock is Samoan and so is Roman Reigns Roman Roman Reigns big Samoan guy the rock big Samoan guy and in wrestling every Samoan is our cousins they're all cousins yeah uh, they're the, not, they aren't real cousins <laughs> yeah the rock and Roman Reigns are not actual cousins yeah, uh, some of them are like in terms of like Rikishi is related to all these a bunch of these people like all yeah. this stuff. Uh, but there are two Samoan the Samoans, families, two different Samoan families that all have wrestlers in them, but they aren't all related to each other. But they are all related to each other through the idea of they're all watching each other's back. They all call each other cousin. It's a whole thing. And that's why they're they're referring to this as the bloodline. And uh, Roman Reigns has been billing himself as what he calls the head of the table, the tribal, the tribal chief yes. of the bloodline. And he's been the tribal chief. The tribal chief thing's been a while, like a couple so, years now since right? he turned heel. Yeah. So the full, the whole time he's been champion, and part of the tribal chief character is this idea that Roman Reigns is the most bankable box office star in WWE. And so if Roman Reigns is on top, everybody eats because Roman Reigns is on top. So they should all be thankful for Roman Reigns. And the idea that they would want someone else to be champion or the idea that someone else could even be champion is uh, is like insulting Roman Reigns. Yeah, it's offensive to him. And um, so his whole thing is you acknowledge me. He's not upset at you, but you have to acknowledge his greatness. And that's a great heel tactic to have 
and and the idea that like well doesn't your you know i think to in one of the promos to one of the baby faces that he had faced he's like you know what about your daughter's braces what about the school she goes to what about the car you drive all of that shit is because i'm the champion and i'm driving yeah. the business so like it's insulting to me that you think you could do a better job than me at doing this yeah, and that's the thing. Wrestling is getting really meta nowadays because the 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 uh, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Everybody knows it's fake. So um, a lot of the uh, the storylines are still a lot of them are still about like I'd like to kick your ass and stuff. But there's a lot of like I deserve to be at the top because I sell the most T-shirts. Um, there's a right. lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so which I don't always love, but I like in this particular instance. I agree. It's still all about money and prestige and being the best and being the champion. So, yeah. Uh, so last night, uh, well, on Monday, Cody Rhodes had uh, challenged The Rock. He wants to face The Rock one on one. And so last night was the chance for The Rock to answer that particular challenge. And he's like, of course, everyone wants to go one on one with The Rock. I'm the goddamn Rock. But well, I, I love I love how the promo started. He goes out. Well, first of all, Roman goes out and says, acknowledge me. They kind of boo. He yeah. says, I'm going to try this one more time. Acknowledge me. They boo. He tries it one more time. Acknowledge me. They boo. And he's like, okay, I've, I've gotten my appearance fee. I was contracted to be here one time, <laughs> yep. and I'm going to leave. And he starts to leave, and Paul Heyman, who's his uh, manager, who's like basically uh, Peter Pettigrew from uh, from the Harry Potter series, <laughs> if you're familiar. Um, okay. he, uh, Paul Heyman uh strategically holding the microphone up so people will hear him say this yeah go we can't leave he's gonna come out he's about to come out right now yeah and uh and then you uh and then he he says kind of kind of corny but uh, it's almost like tug-in-cheek he's like when we uh uh ladies and gentlemen uh right after this commercial break the people's champion the greatest champion in the history of the wwe Oh, he didn't say that because he, that he would be uh, disparaging Roman. He said the yeah. great one, uh, the uh, the greatest, the biggest. What do you say? The the greatest uh, movie star in the his in yeah. history is going to come out <laughs> because they're really pu- pumping the Hollywood shit. The Rock's music. Uh, well, he says oh, we'll be coming up right after this commercial break, and then <laughs> the, the they come back to the Rock's music. The Rock comes out, and he's like. Uh, he talks about Glendale and Phoenix, Arizona, having the highest uh, usage of meth and uh, and, and cocaine. cocaine in the country. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, finally, you, uh, you, what did he say? Desert crackheads or something like? It's something better, better oh, than uh, that. It, crackhead Karens and uh, something else. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Ones. But he said, you, you guys have, you guys are in the presence of greatness. Finally, you have something good to inject into your veins. Finally, <laughs> the rock has come back to Arizona and yeah. uh, is good. It was good. And then, so he starts talking about how um, he starts talking about how like responding to Cody. And what does he say? Dusty? Well, he tells Cody, of course you want to face the rock, but the rock doesn't want to, the rock doesn't want to face you. Everybody wants to face the rock. He's the, he's the Hollywood people's champion, you know? Yeah. So he suggests and there are two nights of WrestleMania now. And the first night main event. We went to both nights last year. Just we so went to both knows. nights. Those were two nights where we were both there. It was super cool. Pretty great. We saw Cody lose. We saw Cody lose to Roman, and then like a hundred thousand people got super quiet. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, we uh, so I think that this year's WrestleMania obviously got messed up. Uh, ancillary character CM Punk uh, was injured. 
in the Royal Rumble. So his match, which probably would have been on night one, had to be canceled. So they have two champions, uh, which is stupid. But Seth Rollins yeah. now doesn't have a match for night one. So he has been with Cody uh, telling him, like, you, the bloodline doesn't fight fair. Uh, you're going to need backup. I know that you need backup. I used to be in a group with Roman Reigns. I'll watch your back. So yeah. Cody and Rollins have sort of formed, a, like, an uneasy alliance. And The Rock says, why not on night one? The Rock says, why not on night one we do Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins versus The Rock and Roman Reigns? which is a match that has been uh, sort of previewed or like guessed that that's what they're going to do as a tag match. Yeah. I Uh, heard a lot of rumblings about that since they're not doing Roman versus rock straight up um, the, because they want to save that match now that people were hesitant to want to be a part to to have it. So, but I thought like, that's cool, but it's sort of lame. What are the, there are no stakes necessarily involved. So I like what they did last night, which was the rock suggesting if you, if Roman and The Rock win, then the match is bloodline rules, which means anything goes. Uh, but if Cody and Seth Rollins win, then the next night Cody faces Roman one-on-one, uh, no interference allowed. And I like those stakes because it sort of puts the match ending in question, which is what you always want, and it gives more gas to what I assume the eventual story of Roman uh, or the, the, that the rock is going to turn on Roman reigns or the bloodline is going to turn on Roman and screw him out of the title. Cause I, I, I truly believe that Cody Rhodes has to win this, the title this year. Uh, it would be crazy if he did. Yeah. They, they're not, I don't think they're going to change the match and then make him lose uh, there. Uh, but they, yeah, it's gotta be either. So I have two two ideas here. Either the bloodline, I, as soon as he said either uh, the bloodline rules thing, it's I. My first thought was, okay, the bloodline wins the tag match for sure. Cody has to face up against impossible odds with all of the bloodline there, and then the Rock turns on Roman and right. uh, and Cody ends up winning. But the more I think about that, like if the Rock's going to turn on Roman then why would he help Roman win the night before? Maybe so, just so he could be there to make sure that Cody won. Uh, so maybe The Rock turns on Roman night one, and then, uh, and then night two, Cody beats him straight up. But I, what I genuinely think what's going to happen is some sort of fuckery happens night one. Uh, um, Seth Rollins gets pinned, uh, most likely. Or... Either Seth Rollins gets pinned or they, they cheat and Cody gets pinned and then they get to the next night and it's Cody's up against these impossible odds and he's getting cheated on and all this stuff's happening and then The Rock interferes and, um, and uh, s- saves Cody and Cody wins the title. Yeah, I think the thing is night one, you don't want to beat Roman. You don't want anybody pinning Roman to because that will minimize... Yeah. The, the actual victory, right? But you also don't want anybody beating The Rock because you want to probably save the the two matches you have, which are Cody versus The Rock and, and Roman versus The Rock at some point. And you also want to make sure The Rock's at night too. Yeah, and you want the, the odds stacked against Cody. 
So yeah. I think the I think that the you either you can beat Cody night one as long as he's winning on the second night. You know, well, the, you can beat him, but you can't beat. I don't think you can beat him clean. I, I don't. Know, but they're right. not going to. That's not how the bloodline wins. Yeah. But like, because you can either do that or you can have Rollins. You know, because if Rollins gets pinned, then that's fine. And then you have a story if Cody wins, he can be like, "Hey, I had to win in spite of the fact that you that you lost whenever you said that you were going to help me." You know, yeah. or Seth just walks out on him. You know that, could, and then he gets screwed in night one. All of those are great as long as in night two he wins. You know, because like the bloodline rules no DQ seems like it favors Roman Reigns, but in fact, if you're doing the turn with the rock or the, the bloodline or whatever, then that's an easy way to have, uh, like the, the best way to do it in my mind is to have the rock stop the bloodline from interfering. Exactly. And then you can't have, (laughs) you can't have any of them cheat for Cody. Right. And then Cody wins because Roman Reigns doesn't have any of his help. And maybe Roman is shocked. And then that gives the, 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 the heel, uh, something to come back with where it's, you know, like, yeah, you, you, you didn't beat me straight up because I was distracted because my family turned on me, whatever the case may be. Like the, the thing that I like about it is that it gives them a lot of different ways to go that all seem logical, but put the outcome in doubt, which is what you want <laughs> in pro wrestling, because that's what MMA and boxing and real sports have, which is the outcome is in doubt. Regardless, I think that's why. <laughs> I think that's why a year later, well, almost a year now, but next month, a year later, uh, I I can see why they did what they did at WrestleMania. Yeah, it made this bigger. It made people care about this more. People care this this time more than they cared last time, and people yeah. cared a lot last time. And also, every once in a while, as a wrestling organization, you have to do something that shocks everybody, that doesn't give the crowd what yeah. they want. Because if they just assume they're going to get what they want every time, then it takes it away. It takes away from it. So like they, them doing that last year. Everybody has uh, a little bit of PTSD and is like, they might fucking just beat him again. (laughs) Like, and then Roman is just the champ again for a year. Um, Because last year, when the Roman lost, we were all going, he's got to lose like next month, right? Like, why wouldn't they do it at WrestleMania? (laughs) Right. Yeah, I think there are times where the predictability is good. Sometimes you want, you, you definitely want Stone Cold Steve Austin to beat The Rock at WrestleMania. Oh yeah. Right. Like that's a foregone conclusion and you want to see that and you don't, you want the buildup to be satisfying, but in the end you're like stone cold's got to win this match, but there's also something to be said for, I don't know who's going to win this thing. I really hope my guy wins it, but maybe my guy doesn't win it. Who knows? You know? And so both of those work depending on the time and depending on the crowd and depending on, where everybody is. I didn't think that last year they could get Cody Rhodes as hot again as he was last year. I thought last year is where you strike the iron because it's as hot as you can possibly get him. Yeah. Uh, and I was incorrect. He's he's as over, uh, if not more, has more sympathy going in 
to this year's WrestleMania, even though they kind of fumbled the a little bit of the beginning part. He looked kind of silly whenever he gave the match to The Rock and then was like, no, never mind. I want the match back. But yeah. people, people didn't care about that because they wanted him to have the match. So uh, the like, I think he's as hot, if not even a little bit hotter than he was last year. So I think at a certain point, you do have to give the people what they want or the people are going to turn on it. And then you're like, you're not going to get what you want. You're going to get what Andrew calls classic flaccidity, you know? Yeah. You don't, want, you don't want flaccidity. Cause yeah. the, 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 I don't know if they can keep <laughs> Cody hot for three years, but um, uh, I, or two years, I guess um, two and a half, but uh, in terms of chasing the title, like once he becomes champion, I think there's some fun things you can do. Uh, it's going to be interesting, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch WrestleMania this year. I'm gonna be excited. I'm gonna be yeah. intrigued as to what they're doing. This is the best work that they've done in a long time. This last, the last, like the the, the best thing about AEW is that they made WWE work harder. I think like they they <laughs> yeah. the the storylines in WWE in the last, uh, especially that one at the top has been, and it's a credit to Roman Reigns, but mm-hmm. it's been incredible. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. That um, that was wrestling corner, brief wrestling corner. Yeah, do you uh, want to crack? We got two more things. You want to crack that Monster Hunter handbook? We're gonna go over to the Monster Hunter's hand guide. Yeah. Uh, classic, the ultimate guide for saving mankind from zombies, vampires, hellhounds, and other mythical beasts. Yeah. All right. Yesterday we had a fairy. Yes. I made a lot of funny jokes about the fairy. Might have been inappropriate. Maybe that's why I got th- thrown off. <laughs> Today, it's I like to I like to put it as Andrew and I have entered D and D style into a uh, into a room, and we're and now we're face to face. Are you ready to take on the Sphinx, Andrew? You know I've got plus five charisma. By the way, <laughs> uh, is that just a cat with wings? It's a little blurry on my end. It's, it's gonna get it. It is. Well, I'm glad you asked because the Sphinx yeah. is a winged creature. With the head of a woman attached to the body of a lion, it appears oh. in ancient Egyptian artwork, most notably the famous sculptures uh, uh, in Greece and, and or at Gaza. You know the Sphinx, the pyramids. Yeah. So, uh, sphinxes are intelligent creatures capable of speech. In fact, they take great pleasure in posing riddles to passersby and slaying those who fail to answer them correctly. Edgelords! Sphinx are the original fedora wearers. That's Right here is where a fedora would go. They would look funny with a fedora. In ancient times. They're they're posing riddles to passersby. I got stuff to do, dude. I don't want (laughs) to answer me these questions three. I don't have time. Yeah, but... They've got the body of a lion, they've got wings, and they've got the head of some the only thing in the world that's more mean than a lion. So um <laughs> Yeah. The well all you have to do is answer the riddle correctly, and it will bring about the beast's destruction, according to this. Uh wait. It'll bring about the beast so if you get it right, they fuck you up? No, no, no. It'll bring about the destruction of the beast. Oh, it'll 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 destruct. Yeah. Okay, I thought it would be like they get mad. If you recall, Oedipus. If you get it right, the story of Oedipus, one of the uh, hey. one of the yeah yeah I do. One of the parts of that is yeah he, I do. He has to answer the question of the Sphinx: uh, what what crawls on what walks on four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, three legs at night. I believe it's the riddle. 
Do you know the answer to this riddle? It's man, bro. Because he crawls, then he walks, then he walks with a cane. And then, yeah. At night? Well, night okay. is the twilight of his existence. I know. We're talking about <laughs> metaphors here. It's a sphinx, Jesus dude. He's tricky. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Uh, I'd slap the Sphinx for saying some stuff like that. <laughs> so, say if, some stupid if, shit like that to me. If, if if you if you slap the the Sphinx, it's got the head of a woman. Are, are you? Uh, is that a problem? Are you canceled? Well, I don't know about in ancient times. Now it's certainly a problem. Now it might be a problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, given that a single Sphinx was able to terrorize Thebes, it must be assumed that the creatures are highly resistant to blades, clubs, and bows. They must they must have tried your standard weapons, I guess. And the I, Sphinx I want like, them to define highly because I <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not beating a Sphinx unless I have a gun. Yeah. That's I need a gun dusty. <laughs> uh, well, the, because if they weren't a flying lion with the head of a woman <laughs> conniving and mean, <laughs> were these not the case, the Thebian warriors would surely have destroyed the monster plaguing their settlement. Instead, the beast was slain only when Oedipus answered its riddle, and it subsequently flung itself to its death. Dramatic, the Sphinx. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm gonna leave that to you. Uh, so, so it gets so mad that you got its question right. <laughs> yeah. And how dumb was this? Was this? Uh, was this? Was Thebes the whole town? They couldn't. They couldn't figure out the answer yeah. to the riddle. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's likely that each sphinx would utilize its own favorite riddle. That'd be really funny if they only had one riddle. For, <laughs> like, they pass it around at Sphinx School, and it's like each of you has to go to a different town. Hopefully, nobody talks to each other. It's ancient Greece. So yeah, you're, you're like the horse's name is Friday. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I got it. It's his own casket. Uh, we're moving <laughs> on. Uh, oh yeah, I was right. The riddle: what walks on four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, three legs in the evening, and is the weakest when it has mo- when it has the most. Oh, I forgot about that part. All right. Uh, the weakest when it has the most. I guess yeah. they, they assume that you have the most when you're when you're about to die. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, given, I the psych- given the psychological profile one may construct from these creatures, it is possible that the Sphinx may also be driven to despair and suicide if challenged by a riddle it cannot answer. Such an event would likewise <laughs> reveal the monster's <laughs> mental superiority and hopefully bring about the monster's death. So you gotta am, be- I, am, am I a Sphinx? Because I get real sad when I can't <laughs> solve a riddle. I feel yeah. so stupid when I can't solve it. When I can't riddle. get a connection on uh, the connections game, I get real mad at myself. <laughs> you know? Yeah, New yeah. York Times connections. Yeah. Uh, uh, so danger claws. I didn't really read anywhere in here where where the Sphinx is like fighting anyone. But uh, anyway, it's weakness, <laughs> suicidal tendencies. Loves that band. <laughs> all they all they wanted was a Coke, you know, or all I wanted was a Pepsi. But the only way to to get it to kill itself is to either answer a riddle and, or to tell it an unanswerable riddle. This is a weird creature. Yeah, it's a it's got very specific uh, things that trigger it. It's very. You take a sphinx to trivia, and yeah. it's like it's 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 holding its its beard, its hand is shaking. Yeah, that's. <laughs> no, you don't get it, guys. The stakes are real high. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not just a, it's not just a basket of free hot wings for me here. I can't want I can't remember the name of uh Rachel's boyfriend on Friends season three is. Yeah. That's, who what's the name of Jerry's what's the name of Jerry's neighbor? God damn it. 
I know he's an entry in Jurassic Park. Does that count? (laughs) Please tell me that counts. You guys have no idea what I have writing on this. So I guess based on my trivia skills, I feel like I have a pretty good general trivia knowledge. Uh, Depending on which Sphinx I come across, I feel pretty good about my odds. Doesn't sound like anything bad happens if I don't answer the riddle right. Okay, you know what I'd do? Just make up a riddle that has no basis in logic. What do you call a cat with three legs? Steve. You know what I mean? That's an <laughs> yeah. unanswerable riddle. Well, I bet. What if he's got a book? Like, you know, sometimes on Jeopardy, when someone answers, they have to go to the judges to see if that's a, <laughs> yeah. a, a good, like, if that's a, like, an answer that fits the parameters. Wait. Wait, that was not based in logic. <laughs> they come. Or no, they 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 start like sl- sadly running to a cliff. Yeah. And, no, then, and then they turn around. And go, they turn around and go. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but by then, I'm already inside the gates. Yeah, you're gone. <laughs> so that's, One, Sphinx seems pretty easily defeatable. You got to say. I don't know, man. If, if, if I have to, th- the problem is they're terrifying. They've got big buff arms. They're 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 uh like me. They're they're yeah. They're listen. I, once again, lion's body, woman's head, wings. I you might be too scared to think of a riddle or the answer to a riddle. That's probably most of its uh most of what it goes off of. You know, is it trying to kill you while you answer the riddle, or does it sit there and lick its paws and wait for you to have a chance to answer the riddle? Yeah, you know I, I don't see anything that says that it's like after you. It's just hanging out. That's why I'm saying it's, it's. But it terrorized Thebes. Well, it terrorized it because it? they couldn't get any. I don't think that they could do any trade because no one could come in unless they answered the riddle. Oh. Because uh, I don't think. Really? It, yeah, I don't think it kills people. I think it's like, I, at least from what the book says, it's just, it's just bothering. A real weirdo. It's just yeah. a weirdo. Yeah. Um, okay. I, listen, if but if if I angered a sphinx and it wanted to kill me, it would yeah. probably kill me. Yeah, Pretty you know easy. how like sometimes you want to go somewhere, but the cat is laying in the way, and it won't. That move? happened to me actually when you said that you were on that you were that you were ready to go today. My cat was asleep on my lap, yeah. and I had to wake him up. Right, so that you know, I think that's the same thing. So I think I'm giving it a good. I'm giving it a fifty fifty shot with the sphinx. Yeah, oh. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would have gotten the. Uh, the riddle the, that one riddle you told me yeah so i don't know um but you know we'll see <laughs> yeah go to your nearest we'll town see when i come space. across it yeah yeah uh all right you want to do some trivia get out of here yeah let's knock out some trivia and get get out make like a tree and leave not, not the you know mitch I mean? hedberg joke that you thought of no one no i'm not it. gonna do the mitch hedberg joke not nope. doing it Never I might it. pull it out one day, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but for, it's, that's just for us right now. Uh, <laughs> we hold it close um, to the vest. We'll start with a dozen daily trivia. This is Barstool Sports Trivia. It is uh, the, uh, You get nine questions, different categories. The first three categories are always sports. We don't have baseball or golf. We might be fucked. We've got NFL, college football, and NBA. Um, the rest of them are like uh, various American culture uh, questions. So we'll start with NFL. Before becoming a Pro Bowler in Houston, Matt Schaub was the backup quarterback for this NFC South team from 2004 to 2006 and later returned as a backup from 2016 to 2020. Okay. I have no idea, Dusty. Um, the Atlanta Falcons. Hell yeah, dude. Look at that. Hey, I nailed a hockey question yesterday that's on a true, double dip. Yeah. I'm pissed that we... But that you we, don't know that, that's but gone. no one will ever know. <laughs> 
Yeah. A dual threat, this Kansas State quarterback totaled 50 rushing touchdowns in his final two seasons from 2011 to 2012 and finished third place in 2012 Heisman voting. I have no earthly idea. Who's a good running quarterback? (laughs) Who played for Kansas? That's not Michael Vick. Right. Who played for Kansas? Don't know. 2011 to 2012. RG3 was LSU, huh? Or he was was not Kansas, right? Oh, I don't know. I just know that Vince Young wasn't in Kansas. I think... I think our I, I think RG three went to like a bigger school than this. Yeah, uh, but I'm gonna select him. He, I was wrong. wrong. Um, NBA. The midseason acquis- acquisition of Dikembe Mutombo helped this Eastern Conference team make the 2001 NBA Finals, where they would lose to the Lakers in five games. Um, I know he played for the Rockets, right? Yes. But I don't know what else. Um, I know he played for the Heat, but I don't remember the Lakers. Let's go or- Heat. I don't remember the Lakers ever facing the Heat in the finals, but uh, that's fine with me. Do you remember them facing the Rockets? No, the Rockets are also a Western Conference team, I believe. Oh, so. well, then we'll go Heat for sure. Wrong. <laughs> Couldn't be uh, more wrong. History. Bill Clinton was the governor of what U.S. state prior to becoming president of the United States? That is Arkansas. That is true. Hey, it's me. <laughs> hey, I play the, I play the saxophone. <laughs> Handcut steaks, rattlesnake bites, chicken critters, and Granny's Apple Classic are items served by what sit-down chain? I'm. Is this Texas Steakhouse? It's Texas, Texas Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I, Sounds like them. Yeah, I'd go with Texas Roadhouse because I don't know. Uh, rattlesnake doesn't sound like a place I want to go. We are correct. Hey, look at that. Um, I hear good things about the Texas Roadhouse. Make me sleepy. Celebrity mashup. This is a cursed image. That's <laughs> definitely Sydney Sweeney's uh, situation going on down there. Uh huh. Um, who's? I don't know who the man is. Hold on. Is that, Let me see if I can get a better look because it's hard to see on. You're, you're just trying to see the Sweeney, the Sweeney dog. <laughs> I am um, trying to do the trivia, Andrew. So this is celebrity mashup. Uh, everybody, there's two celebrities mashed up. That is the body and the hair of Sidney Sweeney with the mustachioed man in the middle. Um, is it Paul? It's not Paul Giamatti. No. Is it, I don't think it's Paul Giamatti. Is it Dr. Phil? I don't think so. I'm just thinking of somebody who has a, uh, a mustache like that, you know? Um... Yeah, I have no idea. Geraldo Rivera. Hold on. Let me get let me just get one like decent look at this thing cuz I can't take, You used to be able to zoom in on the face. Yeah, I think you still can. But I can't on my phone. Uh so I'm having some trouble. Okay. People people are turning off our podcast. Yeah, no, it's fine. Find it Go ahead. Um you still haven't been able to do it? No, I just, you know, I don't know who this I'm going to put is. Paul Giamatti in there, but I don't think it's him. Okay. I got it. It was Paul Giamatti. Wow. Look at us. Look at us. Uh, music. What female singer released a 2010 song featuring lyrics such as, I know a place where the grass is really greener, warm, wet, and wild. There must be something in the water. I have no fucking idea. Isn't, this, isn't that Katy Perry? Isn't that, sure. Isn't that California Girls? Where the grass is really greener. I think so. Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah, oh, look at us. Look at that. 
<laughs> Movies. J- Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis starred in this 2011 rom-com where they naively enter a sex-only relationship thinking they won't catch feelings. That is called no or no. Oh, that is called friends with benefits. Hell yeah, I dude. almost called it No Hard Feelings, but that's the name of the Jennifer Lawrence movie. Sounds like only hard feelings. Yeah. <laughs> hey oh, yeah. Television. Uh, Adam Driver earned multiple Emmy Emmy nominations playing Adam Sackler on this female-led HBO dramedy from 2012 to 2017. This is uh, Girls. He was in Girls. Yep. He earned five Emmy nominations. Uh, we can double dip. NBA. What about also, the 76ers? I know they played the 76ers. Ooh, I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one. Nailed it. Look at Only us. one. We missed Only one. one. We tied See, our it's record. Dumb. Yeah. It says two incorrect, but ultimately we got one incorrect. Yes. I'm pissed. Um, so the one we missed was NFL. 61% of people got it right. I mean, no. College football. We, college football. Who's yeah, this dude from football. Kansas? Colin Klein. Nope. I would have. <laughs> no chance. That man does not exist. <laughs> what percentage of people got Colin Klein? 21%. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, so we'll do movie to movie. Okay. This is uh, a trivia game in which uh, you have to get from one movie to another movie using uh, some uh, like six, six degrees of Kevin Bacon type shit. Like somebody with this person was in this movie who was in this movie with this person, all that type of stuff. Yeah. So we have to get from call me by your name to marry me. Um, I don't know of either of these movies. So, um, okay. I don't know who's in marry me. Can I get a quick uh, yeah. look at that? J-Lo, Owen Wilson, Maluma, John Bradley, uh, Sarah Silverman from uh, Game of Thrones, Sarah Silverman, Cat uh, Cunning. Okay. Um, all right. Let's go back. So, who else is in Call Me by My by Your Name? Timothy Chalamet, Army Hammer, Michael Stuhlbarg, Amiris Kassar, Esther Garrel, Victoire Dubois. It's <laughs> a sweet name. <laughs> That's a sweet name. Uh-huh. Uh, Banda Capriolo. <clears throat> this this seems like a hard one. I think I can. I feel- I can do it. Okay. Um, that's uh, it's gonna. It might take a little bit of doing, but uh, a little bit of doing. Yeah, a little, might bit, take a little doing. bit of doing. Um, um, let's go Army Hammer. Um, right. on call me by your name. Sex pervert. <laughs> yes, um, who was in? Uh. Well, let's go down. Let's see what else he was in. He was in Death on the Nile, Crisis, Rebecca, Query, Hotel Mumbai, Wounds, On the Basis of Sex, Sorry to Bother You, Home Shopper, Call Me By Your Name, Final Portrait, Cars 3, Free Fire, Nocturnal uh, Animals. Go to Cars 3. Hell yeah. Owen Wilson is in Cars. And then he's in Marry Me. Look at us. I think that's two. Two. Boom. Fuck off. (laughs) Look at you. We did it. I didn't even know. I say we. Yeah. Is is that that is the shortest possible? That is no. It, it's not the one they listed. It's not the one they listed. Call me by your name has Timothy Chalamet, who is in the French Dispatch with Owen Wilson, who's in Marry Me. That's true. So we went a different way, but yeah. the ending is <laughs> the end is the same. 
we cut our own road. Yeah, we're not, we're not out here. We're not uh, the nepo babies of movie to movie game. Down with the moral majority. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> we want we take care of ourselves out here. You know, I, yeah. I don't need you to show me the way. Uh, all right, this is a makeup episode. Thank you to everybody who listens. We still wanted to put something out. Uh, we thought we thought we were going to do like an hour, did an hour and a half, hour and a half, pretty good. That's uh, the, the optimal time that we're shooting for anyway. So it was like last night was yeah. practice. Uh, they drew dropped the socials at the top. Thank you again to everyone who listens. Uh, we appreciate it. Watch us on YouTube. Well, listen to the podcast. Tell your friends to watch us on YouTube or listen to the podcast. And uh, we'll be back next week because I need to know whether or not Cash Rules Everything Around Me uh, is the greatest rap song of all time. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs>